Welcome to the election podcast, an initiative of AD Podcast on the Abuja Discourse and the Electoral College. And um, today's conversation is electoral reforms that can improve youth participation in politics. My name is Ndikato from um, AD Podcast, and with me today is Kunli Lawal, the Oga Patapata of the Electoral Network. The slave Patapata. Uh, I was going to say that you would say the slave. You're so predictable. I was going to say he would the say the slave. Because honestly, these days, like in this youth and be Oga thing, no, there's, no, there's nothing. <laughs> it is slavery. Well, um, so um, we, we, we are having. So the election podcast is actually. A series of conversations on how we can make better elections in Nigeria and also trying to bring the conversation back to, you know, electoral reforms and elections and consequences because it seems that we do not understand the consequences of elections. So, um, I, I would start with bringing into focus, you know, previous efforts to get youths into, you know, political participation or in, into office. Political participation is different from because we participate a lot in politics. And so I'll start with previous efforts. And, you know, young people have put in all that effort into the Not Too Young to Run bill. And we thought it would get more of us into, into office. And, you know, what, what happened from that point? Well, for me, um, looking at everything at that time look, in 2019, the major problem, it seems, is the non-limitation on campaign funding. Yes. I think that is where the real problem, and yeah. that's the real issue. Because when you look at it holistically, most people under 30 or 40 can afford to spend 50, 60 million on a campaign. No, and since you can't, of course, because our campaign is more financially structured than mm -hmm. it is ideologically structured, yeah. of course, you have a situation which you cannot control. Okay, so um, in, in terms of reforms, of course, another opportunity for electoral reforms have, have come. And we're looking at cutting down... But you know how this country is. And I really do love Nigeria. But I also think that in terms of this... Um, election funding people can do the informal spending yes and then do the one that they are showing i make this is what we mm -hmm. spent and so how do we get around that i think i think the truth is we should just make it simple every campaign should mm -hmm. have only one registered account anything done in that person's name should pass through that account mm -hmm. like now who would have thought that the limit of running for Senate now will be 40 million. Or who would have thought governor is 100? And who would have thought president is 1 billion? Because we multiply those amounts by a lot more. Mm -hmm. So anything, whether it's cars, the thing is that we even separate cars from cash in Nigeria, which mm -hmm. is another problem. But no, we're supposed to quantify the cars too. So in terms of, and, and this is me, you know, admitting that, okay, some of us don't know this as much as some of you. If I'm running for office, and from Ndi's pocket, this is coming. But Kunle decides that he or Kunle decides in the context mm, of Nigerian Nigeria politics. Decides. Kunle decides. Or the people decide mm, that they just want to come and dash money. It's not Ndi's money. You understand that kind of explanation yes. that can show up that it's not Ndi's mm. money. It's Kunle. Oh, Kunle just likes this campaign. Oh, he brought forty million, but inside this account is just two million inside. How how do we get around? Because that? the truth is that. Once any money is earmarked for a campaign mm -hmm. or earmarked to support a candidate, it's campaign money, regardless of who it's coming from. Okay, whether okay. It's in this so money, you can't spend... money, ah, anybody's money, any money. I, I, I get that. I get that. Oh, that's that is something. Okay, okay. And um, in in terms of you know, um, in, in stepping a little bit away from or oh, what 
kind of reforms we want or how about youth participation itself is there any part of this that is our responsibility like what are we not getting right now and how can we you know you know i i don't want to say i blame our orientation generally mm -hmm. but our idea of participation that has been inculcated into our brains since we're kids is simple vote 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 mm -hmm. nothing else nobody wants to walk up the party line nobody wants to work within the party system the truth is that if we do not work within the party system the first thing we have done is circumvent democracy because mm -hmm. the truth is that your candidates are picked from you don't even know where you might be in apc but because you're not you might be a card carrying member but because you're not part of the party and then 10 candidates came out uh, 10 aspirants came out and a candidate won the primaries mm -hmm. and you weren't part of that but you have to vote for that particular mm -hmm. candidate you've already circumvented democracy but some of, some of these things are also <coughs> you know not easy to to look at of course you know, the thing is, I think that we answered the question to everything mm -hmm. from the beginning of this conversation, that if you cut down campaign spending to a certain amount and we're sincere about looking at what people are spending or not, because people can still go and give money secretly and everybody will chop and clean. <laughs> you know, no, if you give money to a campaign mm -hmm. and the candidate uses it to buy himself a house, mm -hmm. that's not calculated as campaign no, money. No, what I'm saying is... Some of the things, for example, everybody knows delegates buying, like it is what it is. That's, That's not, not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. But even if we say this is what should happen or put a cap of 30 million, 20 million on it, people can secretly do delegates. Delegate. Then that will be left to INEC, AFCC, and probably but the DSS. Does not that find out, and that's the issue because you find out that that delegates payment it doesn't. It's not in the open. I don't know how your party. No, is. I know it's not, in, it's the not in the open. It's clearly not in the open. Mm. It's not done in the open. It's always done well, very secretly. Yes. And mm. all you just feel see like in a case in SDP in Kaduna South, mm. it was just done at night it's at in night the hotel now. room. And the, and they didn't even do it in, the, in a is, meeting. Uh, it just knock on your the, hotel room. And the standard. The standard. <laughs> because what they give deserve, Kule will not know. No, eh? When they give no, another, no, person, another person, 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 you know, so I, it's okay. So I, I think that instead of being negative about this, that we should focus on, look, this cap should be reduced officially. Let's start from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we continue to adjust this, you know, make more room for to strengthen the law as we go i think that is that is the whole issue but we need to come back to speaking to young people and participation you know there's a classic statement we make that oh young people you don't always have to start from the top the top you have to go to the grassroots but the problem i'm having is when we say you have to go to the grassroots to go and start like oh young people it's not all of you that can run for senate you first have to go and start running for councillor there are people at that level of councillor yes. yes there are young people there there are young people there. And, and let me also tell you, there are old people there. I know councillors that are, <laughs> I know councillors that are 90, 80 something when? in, I think, Ekiti, is it? Oh, okay, or something. Yeah, like, something uh, no, 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 no. Let's spare Kaduna for now. Kaduna is not on the fence. So, and then when you go up to places like maybe the South South, mm -hmm. I've seen councillors that are up to 60. Wow. And it's, it's highly surprising. Mm -hmm. So, I don't believe there's any place left for anybody because you are young or you are mm -hmm. old or you are whatever. Mm -hmm. I think what you need to do is start to build a brand for yourself. And mm -hmm. I think most of us do not do that. And I think I'll punch young people on that. Yeah. They don't build a brand for themselves. They just wake up maybe it's a year to election. Ah, oh, there, election. Let me run. In a, I remember there was a time in Southern Kaduna that um, um, Barrister Mark Jacobs wanted to run. And I think for the longest time, people like he he was just putting one in it i think that yeah. was it like, it was so yeah. interesting like who mm -hmm. like it's almost like who is, who is it? it who is, is coming it? you know who is anticipating 
And there are some you can just go to a village and just hear that ah, Ochisco, they come. And everybody's like, Ochisco. <laughs> then you come with your suit and tie, like, okay, so guys, yes, yes, I have this wonderful idea. But these people know Ochisco and they don't know, they don't know us. So I, I think that that issue of. Um, you need to build a brand. You know, people think that uh, participating in politics means um, today you put a borehole, tomorrow mm-hmm. you put. A primary school. No, it could be as simple as um, somebody cited um, during one of the electoral college functions, somebody cited something very simple in Benue State, and I thought it was a very smart campaign. And what she said was that the guy just spent like three or four months in, in Makodi, mm-hmm. central Makodi. If you're standing on the road, he'll pack you, pick you, he won't collect one naira. He'll go. People started asking. He became a trend, and people were asking, Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's mm-hmm. this guy? And then the guy now declared he wanted to run for state house of assembly in that wow. place. So he became, and he, he, well, there were two things that went working for him. I think it was second. I, well, there were two things that were working for him. People felt they could relate with him. Mm. This was somebody that was ready to carry you from one point to, to another, other, yeah. and he could relate with you. And no, because I he was talking with most people, so that. yeah, it was this, no, but. If young people can borrow into building those kind those of things, kind you of, can be you can be able to fight hear, the money you, politics. You would hear people say that oh, Father Shea used to go and sit with them in their drink with them yeah. on that level, and pay all of that. You know, those, those I mean, those are good things. Mm-hmm. But I also still feel that look, oh, I know it's very simple things that get to people, but elections have consequences, that's, that's, and it has to be beyond that. Like yes. it's the average Nigerian. Who is going through a lot when dying in the villages mm. and all of that should not be thinking, ah, this person picked me from here mm. to here. Like, you should want to hear. No, yeah, you should. Mm. But let's also understand that one of the key things. But these are things, man. Even in America, this thing will work. This thing will work. <laughs> yes, it will work. It's human nature. It's human nature it's because human you, of nature. course, you want work. to relate with someone who you work. know. It's yes. natural human nature. It's, it's, so it won't be a. And I think we too should start looking at you want to challenge people in yeah, that have been in the game longer than you. Mm-hmm. Sit down and call real standards. Like, let me give you an example. You're say you, you, you are under a senator. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to run for House of Rep, carry your bills and say, these are the bills I want to propose when I'm entering. Mm-hmm. Oga has not proposed any bills. He's there doing constituency projects. Mm-hmm. And those constituency projects are actually not paying out. And number two, how many of your issues has he carried to the Carried's federal again. house? If you start those arguments, we might be able to improve democracy to mm-hmm. another level. But mm-hmm. the truth is, we actually want to beat people at their own game. It's not going to no, work. It's not. You know, I was at dinner in Calabar and someone said something to me. He's a high-profile politician. And he said something to me. He said, it was easy for us to take power from our fathers because our fathers only had primary school living certificates. Mm-hmm. He said, but you want to take power from people with degrees. Are you normal? <laughs> Coming normally. Are you normal? And we I, to, I, went, to, I went to my We have to look, at, look for another style. Yes. <laughs> an, an, edge, edge, eh? an edge that we have. But what is that edge? Anyway, so I was going to say tech, but this is not the conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not the conversation. So, um, in terms of like in the gender fight, we we fight for a quota on the women's end of things. I think, for example, that thirty five percent affirmative action should be granted to women from the grassroots. I'm not even thinking of it at the national assembly, and this is why, like, our system is not like the system of countries where you know, like in Namibia, for example, they have fifty percent male, fifty percent female. But in that place, uh, in Namibia. The party wins, not a person. Then when the party wins, they decide. And that's Republican system. Uh, hey, you understand? But we run this up. I think uh, presidential. We don't know. We the Nigerian we system. Running, you know what? We run the Nigerian system first past the posts. <laughs> we, run, God. we run the Nigerian. <laughs> 
we run the Nigerian system and in the Nigerian system you have to win. So it, that's the thing that is it that okay we'll decide it's like in Ghana okay let me use the Ghanaian example for example in the, uh, we're at this uh, conference of women parliamentarians last year in Accra beautiful place by the way and so what are the crisis like that? Yeah, back to what I was saying. I won't comment. I have yeah. enough friends. And I may need them in this precarious time. I will not. I don't know. And I love Shito. So, please. Please. <laughs> the times. So, so, um, and, and the Ghanaian, you know, the Ghanaian women said, you know, they had gotten a certain level of primitive um, action, but it was that what happens with political parties is they tend to give orphan constituencies to women, right? So an orphan constituency is a constituency where, for example, the ruling party of Ghana knows Kai, he cannot win election here. And so it will tell itself that look who we have fulfilled our own 35% affirmative action or whatever affirmative number that they have, whatever percentage there, and we have fulfilled it, we have put women to run, knowing very well that yeah, they will not win. Yes. So it's like if you bring that to tell PDP, for example, that um uh, let's just say PC. Now, if you know, I'll use both of them. Yeah, that's the, the big two. <laughs> yeah, the big two. So you tell PDP, for example, that oh, we want you people to do thirty-five percent affirmative action. What will PDP do? They'll go and look for. Oh, I should say Zamfara, but no, PDP has Zamfara. You know what? This country can just never be an example. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I think let, let's say they go to certain places that you know PDP cannot win, like. Or they'll go and put a woman in that Zamfara seat, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know that is impossible. And they'll tell you, well, you mm-hmm. said... So we're you said 35. You said 35. I mean, so here is the 35. And so that is a major problem that will they end up giving, like, women... Like for, that's for me, for the National Assembly. Like, it ends up being that they will put it in places that they know women cannot win, or even in gubernatorial anything. So for me, what I want in 35% affirmative action for women is leadership within the political party system from, from grassroots up. That is from ward leadership to local government leadership to state leadership. That's how it yes. works. With no, no, those ones, they don't... It's within the party. It's they within already the party. Have the act- so let women be part of decision-making no, that, that, on that level. That's, that's a good start. You know, mm-hmm. in the, one of the things that bothers but, me... The but, most. sorry, this example is to take it back to young people. Mm-hmm. That young people are also part of disadvantaged groups yes, and should have 35% affirmative 35%. or some sort of affirmative action from grassroots up. And I think that if we push from that on that level, we'll be able to achieve a lot. However... There must be intersection because when they say young people, now you guys they dominate the team. No, no, no. it's guys that dominate it. No, 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 no. You know why I'll beg to differ. Mm-hmm. I I remember when I was running for office, I I multiply said it. Mm-hmm. I am more young. I'm above thirty-five. I said it publicly. I'm more wow. young. I'm more young, and I kept singing elder. that song. No, I'm not an elder. <laughs> I'm uh, how would I put it? Let's put yeah, it middle age. Yeah, middle age. Anyway, like for women. I find it a very appalling situation that you have more women, Nigerian women, in the British Parliament than you have in the National Assembly, mm-hmm. which is a massive problem. How many Nigerian women are there? Yes, yes. I think about 11 or 12 in the British Parliament. Nigerian women. So it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. And then you have just seven or eight. No, seven. Seven Senate. right now in the Senate. Yeah. And then you have... 11 in, no 14. No, I mean 11. I'm talking of in okay, the, okay, British 7 is the table, British Parliament. Yeah. 11, which wow. is a which is a big problem. So it goes to it goes to beg. I don't think uh, women should put a margin on what they should take. I've no, never believed that is it. the starting point. 
Do like, you understand? Like when mm. you put affirmative action, affirmative action, unless of course you know Nigeria, mm. Nigeria, we can tend to be ingenious and say she people say 35. Yeah, right, but no, 35 is the least. When you say affirmative action, it means that's the least. Least. You can go above, but, but you, you cannot go below. But we know Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You, once you give them a number, that's where they But you know what? Since 1990, in fact, since I've known this country, we have not reached that number. Yeah, so yeah, give us that good. number. And, and you know, since you we have not reached that tell, number, and I, in I, the I, next 20 I, years, I try to we say might this not. publicly, whether we're with you know, men or women, mm-hmm. that good governance has no gender. It, it doesn't, but bring, allowing all aspects of society, all facets of society to be part of leadership allows for balanced yeah. leadership, balanced policy making. So no one is saying women are going to be the best. Although, no, 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 no. I'm not although with, with empirical evidence, we can say men have failed. So nobody is saying that women are going to be the best. Uh, you know, you know. Whenever you say men have failed, I always Woefully! I, I, love, I love hearing it, but I'll bring to bear a little argument. Uh-huh. And this is simple. Um, women account for a higher voting population. Than no, men. we don't. Do. We don't. We don't. Go and check the last this thing. We don't. We are not more than men. We're not more than men in this country. And the last elections, women did not vote more. And and I don't know why, but 2015. Wait, and, and mm-hmm. let me finish landing. And on top of that, women's choices in this country, we cannot, we cannot approach you know, women's voting decision without coming to look at why feminism is necessary and why gender equality is necessary. In many parts of northern Nigeria, a woman does not have a say in her vote. Heck, even some women who are part of a, what's the name, grassroots, uh, they put them as escorts, as, as voting delegates. They're just there and they're asking their husbands this thing now to fill their husband's spots. Like, oh, all the spots for delegates has finished. Mr. Marcus is only female spot, so you put your wife's name, but she's taking your vote. On the day of voting, it's not even the woman that will show. But it's that only in the north? No, I think that happens everywhere. No, it, it happens everywhere, and I'm, I'm just giving even, an example. Even up to, even up to <laughs> cabinet appointments. It happens, yes, it happens everywhere. So, because of, how many times do you see that as for, for men? So, because of that, we have to look at when we say, oh, women have more opportunities to vote, but you, 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 you know, they do not come out to vote for women. You should remember that, literally, they will line up women, oh, yeah, all of you, waiting like, yeah, like this. You are going to print for this. Some people, if you don't do like this, you have to... You know what I think we need to get right? I think we need to get right from political party system first to Mm -hmm. translate into governance. Because the truth is, like we all know, our governance is a get-rich-or-that-trying system. So... If we're able to get right within the political system, it delegates uh, the neck of a political party. But even after that, like down to the voting, the point I'm making, and we'll have to come back to intersectionality, but the point I'm making with women's votes is that women do not own their their votes. votes. Like millions of Nigerian women do not own their votes. They are just there to to do as they are told. And if they don't do, the consequences are dire. So when we're talking about gender uh, uh, equality and equal opportunities for women, it also comes to this thing. It's not who cooks a goosey or who does not. It comes even though there is a conversation for who cooks a goosey and who does not. <laughs> but, Let's keep down. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's that. But I was saying that if we want to do affirmative action for young people and then there's affirmative action for women, there has to be an intersectional point where young women come in. Do you understand? So this is women and this is young people. But most times when they say young people, you know Kunleda is young men because young women... I plead the fifth. <laughs> How many opportunities do young women get? Excuse me. Excuse no, no, no. me. I, I'll tell you. I, 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 I won't speak for 
everyone, but I'll, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I know the opportunities, even within the Electoral College, mm-hmm. women, women. No, women but, that is, but the bigger picture, you cannot deny. No, I, can, I can't deny that. Ah. But I am trying to fix ah, the system. Let me not. Uh, within the Electoral I know the Electoral like, College. Just forget very, that we are no, on the camera. I beg you. <laughs> forget that. But, but really, uh, women for me, yes, I feel the most marginalized people apart from people living with disabilities mm-hmm. in elections, are actually young women. It's young women. So because when, when they say youth, mm-hmm. the average thought is a 32-year-old man. Yes. And when they say women, it's older women. No, when they say women, it's woman leader. Let me put it Yeah, <laughs> God. I would be very well, so, woman leader. <laughs> so we need to ensure that this is very inclusive, that when we're fighting for young people, there's all kinds of young people. It's young people, young people living with disability, young women it's also especially that because i was looking at if you look at, at the end of the struggle for not too young to run how many of us young women i think it's just two in state house of assemblies i don't even know if one is young so it's just two i think it's like and you know at the end of the day to see us just excluded like that and we also need to bring back the conversation of elections again to elections and consequences so this is out of the reforms part of it, but mm-hmm. look, there has to be some form of social engineering for Nigeria to, to realize. Yes, to even get to, to understanding what yes, electoral reforms because are. You know where I come from, but there's this thing they used to do. They look at you, they say you are the leader of us as a people. These politicians are useless. They're the ones voting the politicians, so you are the leader of us. Please go and tell these people we are dying. Tell them there's no food. You have always led us. But who? Voted them. <laughs> you like you like who did you vote in to do these things? And it's like there's a great divide. These are the people that do things for us, and then these people toss siasa kaswani. Mm-hmm. I you know siasa like politics is a mm-hmm. game. I hate hearing that too. Politics is a game. All of that like they completely divorce it from the reality that politics is supposed to produce results. You, you know Nigeria within social engineering has divorced politics from governance. And I yes! don't know how that happens. I don't and know. you just carried it away. And, and it's, it's really shocking. So uh, a person is allowed to misbehave. It's, it's only in this country that you hear if you fail, uh, when you fail your exam in the primary school, you have to do receipts proudly. I believe that was Edo, Ibenedion's uh, election. That was where it was first. Okay, that's where it started. And then it picked yeah, up it from, picked up from there and it became something that was a oh trend. My God. And you people saw a failure in governance. And you, your, your example was if you fail in a class, you repeat again. <laughs> At the cost of how much to Nigeria? You know, I keep telling young people that say, you know, I was telling somebody the other day and I was saying, yeah, you work for a very good company. Mm-hmm. You earn a very, very lovely salary. Mm-hmm. You feel nothing concerns you with politics, nothing concerns you with Nigeria. I said, but let me tell you something. When you have 10 million naira, mm-hmm. if 20 people are around you and need you, you actually have like 3 million naira. Yeah. And till those people, and it's only governance that can repair yeah, that floor. Okay. So you need to pay attention. And we t- tend to think, ah, no, I'm doing fine, and I'm cool, I beg politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then later, when electricity, uh, this thing goes up, mm-hmm. everybody will start screaming. Yeah. Well, has gone up today. Of all of those things. But I think this went up to 195. Elections have consequences. Yeah, they have consequences. Elections so have consequences. So, um, I mean, we have really d- dived into a lot. We've spent good time discussing this and um i think some of the, the first takeaway for me again was that look from the beginning we have broken this down we need to reduce the elect uh, the, the the spending cap the spending limit and even as it is it is high 
And we do understand that even when that is reduced, people will look for how to... But do you know where Indy, Indy do you know where I think we really need to go mm-hmm. up to? And I think I need to say this. Apart from the reforms, I think we need to cut down all politicians in all offices. Ah, yes, should earn minimum wage. No, wait. No, I'm <laughs> If you want to work, oh my God, the way I said no, wage, people will know this one is way, no, 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 no. If you if you are any minimum wage, <laughs> you would you want would boost up the economy because that's the only time your family will eat because, more. Because the, truthfully, you speak to a lot of politicians serving self, and they can't, you just can't relate. Like it's like once you enter there, one disconnect happens. Wait, wait, people that don't even know what they have to do in their office. <laughs> I don't. Not everyone. Seventy-eight percent. I'll tell you. Don't no, know what when I said not everyone, I didn't mean that. Low. Ninety-nine. Ninety. Okay, you, you see, you are worse, and I was giving seventy-eight. It's a ten percent. So you really went low. You tried for them. Mm-hmm. So um, you tried for us. We are yeah. but I'm not in office though. But yeah, so um. There is that spending, but I, I get your argument. Of course, when he first landed, it was a shocker to me mm. because 30, 31,000 are we fighting for now? Uh, 32,000. Minimum um, wage, I thought it was like 36. No, uh, we need ever reach that 36. Wow. In short, we don't know. The war will end but somewhere. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't and end at so 28. It, it is that, and it's like many people are not paying attention to it, but it is that if that is your salary, it's like that thing, there's this Greek mythology thing with a sword on top mm. of the person. Like, if that is your salary, if you really want it, no, so yeah, you really want to move up and you hard. concentrate on the economy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I don't understand how you are paying people about close to about $50,000 averagely in a month mm-hmm. and you expect them to care about the economy. economy. Man, yeah, the economy is good. They earn more than U.S. senators. <laughs> the economy is very good. It is, it <laughs> and is. there's no how you can tell them the economy is not it's good. Not, yeah. You have wardrobe allowances that are more than a million mm-hmm. in a month. Uh-uh, the economy is good now. Yeah. So you have to bring them to... Yeah, every let let us all come to the same level because Mm -hmm. if you want to, and I'm sure I can bet this, eighty percent of Nigeria of the politicians in Nigeria, if you want to get to them, ask them how much a moody of rice is, they probably can't answer that. No, we're not talking about me and you that are still the politicians that still, Mm -hmm. uh you know those ones that have bulletproof those cars. (laughs) 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 So I I get so that that salary point comes, you know, Mm -hmm. after. The capping of the elections in the salary yes, point. Yes, but did we agree on um, on 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 the quota system even for young people? You know, um, they're tired adverse to it. Keep in mind, but that whatever ceiling, eh, you think that they won't let you pass because of the quota system. They won't let you get so there yeah, without that's it. That's the problem. So <laughs> they won't let you get I, there I, without I, it. I, so I think that the advice is not to see the quota system as a, as a cap, like the spending mm. cap. But to see it as a starting point, starting point, that this is just your starting point is, you know, there's this thing Nigerians say that Pekinwe get Papa starts from six feet on top, okay. and that's by rich father. You start from six feet on top, like if don't go taste mm-hmm. my father, I know that my struggle, struggle is not the word. <laughs> my life's journey starts from a certain doesn't exist, starts from a certain journey. But if I don't, from a certain level, but if I don't have, I have to start digging myself out of a hole to come out. So that's how I see the quota system that it lets you, you know. Oh, you and somebody are running a race and it lets you at least start for, from the gate since mm. the person has already even gone yeah, forward. Like, at mm. least prep me up small now. Let me... So it's a starting point. It's not a... It's not a cap. It's a starting point. And at that point, when you have entered enough and they want to tell you this is all, mm. you know where you can... Now... Apply pressure. That's, the, that's now the politics, you know, yeah. coming to the yes. real politics. So, 
I think we've had a very fruitful conversation. This is our first episode of the first season. We're trying to keep it again, 10, 10 episodes per season, yeah. so we don't burn out. But the purpose of this conversation is to educate Nigerians. I think that the election podcast should say one thing very loudly, and that is elections have consequences. Yes. I, I kind of agree <laughs> yeah. on that. So I've said my own last word. Kunle, what else well, do you for have me, it's always great to you know discuss with you, and I think we'll be able to do a lot of great things. And my last word would be, we should participate yes. on every level. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with you watching Big Brother. See, it's, it's relaxing. Enjoy it. <laughs> it is. You it is. In a tough but, time like this, it is. I can't but, pay attention yes. to governance. Yes. I don't care what you do after that, but just yes, pay, but attention. pay, pay attention. Thank you so much from me, Indikato, and Kunle Lawal of Electoral College. And I was saying that I'm not seeing the Electoral College banner here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just didn't remember. Next week, no. Kunle. So it doesn't look like... Thank you. Hey. <laughs> it doesn't look like we have left you. Hey, no, I don't like sitting in the industrial terrain. As I can just set you up. Yes, now. Look at that. Join us same time next week, guys. It was really, really nice having this conversation. And again, we're having several conversations in the build-up and not just to 2023, but to our future, to let us know, look, elections have consequences and all of us must be part of this conversation. We must pay attention and we must contribute. We'll be expecting your comments in the comment section, any questions you may have, and see you same time next week. Thank you.